Hello and welcome to week two of the Jefferson My Drinks podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Hallow Monk, and I'm joined by Pete McManus and Ian Harrison. Have we had a good week, boys? Yeah, not bad, yeah. It's like NFL Dead Zone, isn't it? I, yeah. I, that thing, like, we, on the WhatsApp group I shared yesterday, it was just like they were showing um, Trey Lance throwing a five yard pass to George Kittle at Titan University. And yeah, he was it's, like, it's a slow and, day. And, yeah, and he almost he almost skied it over his head, from, and even though he's throwing it five yeah. yards, I was like, if that's the best thing the official NFL website has got to share, then there's not a hell of a lot going on. But I'm sure we can find something to talk about. Yeah, I think we should be able to. I actually do have something to talk about, to be fair. Can I? I've done a bit of prep work. Fuck off. All right, come on then. Strap in. Hit us with it. Is this fantasy news or general NFL news? It's, it's a bit of both. It's, it's, it's going to relate to fantasy in some way. Right. I don't know whether you've seen it or not, but have you seen the news about Stefan Diggs? I've seen that he's not very happy. No, he's not very happy. Oh, so two weeks ago, we had concerns about Stefan Diggs, didn't we? Yeah. Because he yeah. apparently didn't report for training camp. Then that was that was like a miscommunication because the players mm. said he was there. He said he was there. He got and it, sent home. And it was literally it. only Sean McDermott that didn't see him, <laughs> which sounds ridiculous. He's a pretty important person, sir. Pretty important. I mean, person, if like, I turn up for work, I make sure my boss knows I'm there. Otherwise, yeah. what's the point of me being there? If you're so. Sean McDermott, you want to know that Stefan Diggs is there, don't yeah. you? If there's, if there's one player other than Josh Allen <laughs> yeah, that you focused on, <laughs> yeah, he's not going around. He's not going around the training facility going. So you not seen James Cook? Yeah. Just where's, make where, sure James Cook's here, will you? Where's Gabe Davis today? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't know why I don't know what happened there. But it was seen it was seen the next day, no problems. However, since then it's been reported by the Boston Globe that Diggs is frustrated, I quote, frustrated with his role in the club's offence and his hit, and his input in play calling. So he wants. Now, oh, I did see that. Yeah. So he wants to become an offensive coordinator. Right. Coordinator. He's so, let's, let's, it's, it's, let's ignore the fact that it's being reported by a journalist from Boston. Wink, <laughs> wink. You know, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a reporter in New York. Yeah. Saying that Ramondre Stevenson's going to become a professional juggler this <laughs> this season or something. Um, well, if, if we assume that there's some truth to what is being reported, what can the Bills do? To actually improve the situation, and it's, it's interesting because I, I, like the, when it when it first came out, and we were talking, obviously we were talking about it, and you were kind of like, it can't be money related. He's just signed last year, last April, he signed a ninety-six million dollar contract, four years. It's like it's not money related. He's one of the highest paid no, players in the, in the league, and I team, I assumed it was. He didn't feel that they were like Super Bowl. In terms of the roster, he didn't feel like they were Super Bowl ready. And you've seen him, to be fair, you have seen him get frustrated on, on, on the, the field at times. Yeah. 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 Kicked but... off with Allen in the uh, game against the Bengals in yeah, the playoffs that, that year, wasn't it? But, 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 he doesn't like losing. My, I mean, but, but, but like, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't football, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily. I can't hold, imagine anyone likes I wouldn't like necessarily hold that against him. But no. He seems to take it, he should be over it by now. Well, he probably should be. But yeah, like, and what, excited about the new year. What would a wide receiver like Stefan Dix? be doing thinking he has any right to call plays no my problem is what exactly does he want as his role does he want the ball every single throw that's the thing if you tell him he's allowed to call plays I can't imagine Damian Harris and James Cook thinking yeah cheers mate they won't, they won't be seeing the ball <laughs> at all will they well, it's just it's stupid like what exactly does he want <laughs> like it, it, to, he, to be fair if you draft Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen or Josh Allen you want Stefan Diggs to be calling plays. So if you're on a PPR league, <laughs> Josh Allen, 
throwing the ball to Stefan Diggs every play. That that is literally got, the only thing. He He's a got 156 one. targets last year. 163 targets the year before. 166 the year before when. You know, three years in Buffalo, he's averaging over 160 targets a year. So, what, like, what does he want? I don't 200? really, I don't really know where you can go from there. Well, right. I've got, I've got some stats about his targets. So, throughout the rest of the league, there are only three other players that got targeted more than Stefan Diggs. Who do you reckon they were? Uh, Jefferson. Yes. Do you say three players? Yeah. I would, have said, I would have said Chase, but he missed too much time in. He injured. missed four games, didn't he? Yeah, so not Chase. Was this last, just last season? Just last season. Three, play, three players got targeted more. Kelsey? Sorry? Kelsey? No. AJ Brown? No. He's getting more targets than Kelsey. Yeah. I told you everything you need to know yeah. then, yeah. doesn't it? And he's right, I'll tell you who it was. It was Justin Jefferson yeah. with 184. Devante Adams with 180. Yeah, he's Tyreek Hill with 170. CD Lamb tied Diggs. With 156. I hope CD Lamb kicks so off. Diggs, like... Diggs is receiving. He's in the top five wide yeah. receivers in the league for, for targets. And he's the top five and paid asked, wide receivers. And he's asking for more. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, how is that, how is that even going to look? Can somebody find his offense? dummy for him? Also, uh, needs, someone needs to explain to him that that's not how a team game works because if he has all the targets, that makes it pretty easy for the defence. Well, well, to be fair, I like the confidence of the players. It's like, you want to win the Super Bowl, just chuck it me. Yeah. I, I understand 30 that. more times. But, but do, the... you not, do you not look at the wide receiver too and go, it, like, for, for me, if I was in his shoes, I'd be going, I need more help. Like, the wide receiver too is Gabe Davis. Is anyone drafting Gabe Davis? Someone will. In, 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 the... in, in deeper leagues yeah. and the week after he gets his yeah, eight play- th- 30 yeah. <laughs> When he when he goes three for a hundred and twenty and two touchdowns <laughs> yeah. in week two, yeah, that's when everyone will pick him up, yeah. and then he won't do that again until week seventeen when everyone's dropped him again. Yeah, just remember though that eight team leagues is a real thing. So <laughs> Gabe Davis isn't getting drafted. Yeah, yeah. Gabe Davis isn't getting drafted in an eight team league. He's not, not, get, he's not getting drafted in eight team leagues. Dynasty leagues, it's, it's just it's not happening no, at all. This is my point though. Like, if you're Stefan Diggs, you're getting that. Why are you moaning? Like, surely, if anything, you're moaning. You want more help. Is a wide receiver out there that is a very good receiver, who's what free agent? Yeah, he's asking for a bit of money. He he will take targets off Diggs, but he will make the Bills a better player in D Hop. Like, I don't understand exactly what Stefan Diggs wants. Well, if, if, if you bring it back to fantasy, like people would be looking to draft Diggs. Oh, 100%. Right. Will you will you take Diggs over Devante Adams? No. Who gets more targets? Would you take Diggs over C.D. Lamb? Yes. He gets the same amount of targets. Yeah. I wouldn't be taking him at the moment. Well, no, yeah, no, no you wouldn't, no. Because nah, you don't know what's going to happen between now and the start of September. Well, that's the thing, like, people that are doing drafts now have to make that decision. We've got our dynasty draft in a few weeks' time. Yeah. It's like, you've got a You've got to make a decision on where, decision. where he falls. And he's currently going in Dynasty as the wide receiver 10, which means he isn't going to come up again on this podcast because we're only talking about bargains. That is true. <laughs> and as wide receiver 10 at 29 years old, he isn't going to be a bargain. So moving swiftly Unless you get on, him in the 15th, and then he is a bargain. Yeah, true. Moving swiftly on to what this podcast is all about today, it's going to be what we believe are bargain pickups that you can have in the later potential round. bargains potential bargains that is a very no one's guaranteeing anything so, so don't true. hold it against us yeah 
Yeah, the intention is we make a case for someone who we believe is going to be a bargain player this year, and then the other two in the podcast are going to do their best to absolutely destroy us for yeah. it. Yeah. So, and then depending on how well that goes, we might come back to it in two months' time. So, so you're probably not going to get any definitive advice from this section, to be no. fair. Although we are going to give you some players to maybe target. Have a look at. Yeah. Yeah. The actual list itself, uh, we've obviously seen it because we've spoken about it. It's not a bad list. There's upsides and downsides to them all. We're going to start off with Pete and your quarterback. I know I'm going to get people having a go at me for this, but my quarterback is Geno Smith. So Geno is going as, as QB21 in Dynasty. He finished as QB5 last year. And my whole argument for this is based on two things before you jump in and tell me how crap Geno Smith's been over his career. It's based on two things. Firstly, he's only 32, which in terms of age as a quarterback, I mean, you only have to look back over the retirement ages of certain quarterbacks. Only 32. Drew Brees was eight, was 42 when he re- retired. He Tom Brady was roughly 98 when he retired. <laughs> Uh, even Philip Rivers, when he retired a few years ago, was thirty-nine. Like this, like it's not. There are yeah. I mean, if if I'm going into a dynasty draft, yes, ideally you want the fresh rookie out. In terms of you know, you want to look at the next ten years. But I'm, I'm realistically, you're looking at the next three to five years and going right. Who could I have? Like Geno Smith, and I'm not saying Geno Geno Smith's going to see you through five years. Let's hear my whole argument. But he has the potential to be. Age, I don't think is a factor. And the other thing is, last year was his kind of breakout year which sounds ridiculous for a 32 year old but he'd never played like the first time he played 60 17 games in the season he goes on to finish as the qb5 and he's got dk metcalf tyler lockett's still there although he's getting old and they've just added jackson smith and jigba who's only going to give him another option he's got uh, kenneth walker on the ground he's got charbonnet there as well i was like offense wise he's an offense that's trusted and i just kind of think you going into that draft and don't get me wrong, no one's picking him ahead of Fields or Lawrence or Lamar or anybody like that. But um, the, the people going above him, Lance is going straight above him. Like, I'm not even sure Trey Lance is going to play another NFL game. Yeah, I, I personally don't. Kenny Pickett is going above him. Yeah, I'm not. Jared Goff is going above him. Kirk Cousins is, is above them. And then we're getting into people that you two are going to talk about in a minute. So I won't go through to all of them. But I, I just kind of think that as the as the... We're playing in a, a super flex league, so there's the opportunity for two two quarterbacks. I'm not saying take Geno Smith as your number one quarterback and ride with him all year. But if you're getting if you if, if people keep falling to you running back or tight end or wide receiver and you get all the way to what for us would be the eleventh round and you still haven't got a second quarterback, I think he's a possible bargain at that rate. So on my notes on Geno, there's two things that I've pretty much gone heavy on. So the first thing is QB5 last year and I said that yeah and the fact that he's picked up the receiver that you said I said that too yeah I know I'm just <laughs> I'm, I'm this is what I've wrote about Gino he's for also you. got Kenneth Walker on the ground yeah <laughs> but with Gino he's the, the the big thing that I put was that QB3 slash 4 in a super flex league is not a bad option my problem is is he going to be Wentz 2.0, where he's literally a one-season wonder? But this is why I mean, this is why it's not a guarantee. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a shot. Like, and this is what I'm saying is, if like, if you're 
if you're getting to round 10 or 11, you might already, like you say, you might already have two quarterbacks and you think, right, well, you know, he's going as quarterback 21. We're in an eight-team league, so he's, he's, he's with, everyone's probably going to have two quarterbacks by that point. If he's your third quarterback, God. You... Well, th- well, this is what I'm seeing when I'm, when I'm doing mocks in an eight-team Superflex league. Everyone's already sorted for quarterbacks by round 10. Which so means... He's, he's going in the 11th. But means he might fall. obviously the late run on quarterbacks from round 14, 15. So, would you try and wait for the 14th? I think you've got. I mean, with every draft, you've got to see what happens. Like if 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 people start picking up Cousins, Goff, Pickett, as and it, if it goes in the order it should go in, or if it goes in the order that Sleeper tells you it's going to go in, um, and people start picking up Cousins, Goff, Pickett, players like that, yeah. then you've got to be thinking right, somebody's going to take him soon. And then yeah. you've got to go. But if there's still three or four around that area, then yeah, like 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 I say, it just depends who you've got. And if you've got two starters, but that's where that's where I think he's a potential bargain. Well, yeah, well, that's well. The thing is, if if you if you need your second quarterback by the tenth round, something's something's gonna miss. Yeah, you watch me draft. <laughs> <laughs> Don't trade away your first round pick and yeah. then go okay, go all in on quarterbacks. We'll be doing that next week. Ian, over to you and your quarterback. Really looking forward to this, Ian. Oh, are you sure? Do you, want, do you want to give us a bit of a preview on, on why you're really looking forward to this? Please? I'm really looking forward to this because Ian's going to talk about someone who I've been all in on for the last two seasons, completely over the top, reached in every possible draft I have, and been disappointed back to back seasons. And he got injured at the end of last year, and that's the only thing that's really kind of stopped my love affair and put it to an end and I, like, and I left last season going at least I won't make that mistake again and here you are ready to tell me here that I, I am ready to put him on the pedestal get Pete back on the Kyler Murray hype train choo, choo. so he's not much of a bargain I'll no. give you that right he's a bargain but not much of one mm. you will get him a couple of places better than he should be but super flex you can get him at a discount his ADP is currently at 41. Um, of all the mock drafts I've done, he's, a- he's actually averaging about 45. So you can afford to wait a few picks, especially at the back end. I know it doesn't seem like much, but if you're drafting from 6.6 onwards, there's a decent chance he's still going to be on the board for you. And if you've not already addressed your second quarterback by then, Kyler Murray could be your man, Pete. If you manage this to... feels like a less of an advice and more of you trying to trap me yeah. <laughs> in, a, in our own personal <laughs> league. You're just using this platform. <laughs> to get me to do it all over again. You're getting catfished live on a podcast. <laughs> but if you manage to grab him late in the sixth or deeper, I actually managed to get him in the 18th in one draft. Oh, take him there. Unbelievably, There's a reason for that. Unbelievably, I got him in the 18th round in one draft. But if you get him in the sixth or deeper, you get him last year's QB19 or a value of QB22, which is a bargain. The, you are, there, there is a certain amount of risk involved, isn't there? The problem is, Kyler, first of all, is probably going to miss the whole of this year the Cardinals are arguably the worst roster this year and probably are going to tank this year which leaves them with a decision of potentially picking up Caleb Williams or a Drake May and there's rumours that it's Jonathan Gannon isn't overly keen on Kyler Murray well for me it seems like a bit of a daft pick he's injured all year anyway Right. Well, I've, I've, I've not seen anyone say is going to miss the entire season. The rumour is he's going to start the year on the pub list, which for anyone who's new to fantasy football is the physically unable to form list, which means he can't be on the roster and he'll have to miss at least four games. 
So he could be back by week five, is what the Cardinals are saying. It might it might run a bit longer, depending on his recovery. But if you draft in your early rounds, if you draft a QB like Burrow or Herbert, have an early bye week, don't draft Kyler Murray as a replacement that's going to step in for that bye week that's in round six and seven for yeah. Herbert and Burrow. Yeah. If you draft if you draft Mahomes, Allen or Hurts, who have bye weeks later in the season, around weeks 10, 11, 12, then pick up Kyler Murray. Because he'll be back by then. And it won't matter. Potentially back by then. Potentially back by then. I think it, I, it, I think it's a brave pick. From a it's dynasty. a long-term pick. You can't. It, pick, it, it you is can't, a long-term you're pick. You're playing dynasty. You, you've drafted for three to five years. But so that, it, that's so, why it's it kind of makes sense to go with him. But it depends. I on think his I, I'm not. I'm not saying Ian's got me all in. Pete, but Pete, I, Pete's back on the high I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. But I like if if like I just said, if he falls to the 18, he won't. I guarantee you, he won't fall to the 18 because yeah, I've taken him way before the 18. I, I'm not taking him in the sixth. Absolutely well, no chance. If you, if you, if you get Kyler Murray as ADP, yeah. you, you get you get in a, a quarterback that's been in the top ten for three years running for the price of a QB twenty two. And that's a good. The good thing with him is, uh, like the the one positive I would say to finish it off is, I don't know whether he'll be on the Cardinals in a year's time. Yeah. But he'll be on some team. Probably like he's too good. He's too good to not be playing somewhere. So that is true. you look around the league now, it's some of the starting quarterbacks that we are facing. In September, uh, Kyler Murray's better than like, most of those ones that were, you know, the, the the lower end ones. So he's going to get a, he's going to even if he gets if someone brings him in and goes right, you're going in a camp battle. He's going to win that battle and he's going to start week one for somebody next year. We'll move swiftly on to quarterback number three, and this one's my choice. Now, I know with this choice, I'm going to get ripped to shreds by you two. My choice was Dan Jones, uh, the New York Giants. There is few reasons for it um first of all last year qb9 um kind of similar to gino in the fact that he's one season wonder he's only had one good season um he's currently ranked at qb16 um roughly going mid seventh round if that's your qb2 slash three in a super flex league that's a great pickup qb9 last year rated qb16 this year um the reason that I've gone with Dan Jones, there's a f- well, there's a few reasons. So, in a superflex, picking up a second quarterback that is a guaranteed starter for the year is a good thing. He's just got. You can't contract have that. Extension. You can't have that as a, a reason. I am. We're playing in an eight-team league. And there's so, thirty-two teams. So like you should. Everyone should be able to find three quarterbacks. Yeah, no one's drafting backups. QB nine. I know, but QB nine last year was his most impressive year. And I understand that it's like I said, it's similar to Gino. He's had one good year, so he passed over three thousand yards with a fifteen touchdowns to five interceptions, rushed for over seven hundred yards, and took away um, rushing t- touchdowns from Saquon Barkley. Which, um, uh, when you drafted Saquon, uh, or no, you traded a lot for Saquon, like I did last year, um, it, it really annoyed me. He's got a four-year contract. He's coming off his best season. He's got a couple of okay pieces around him. He's not got any studs other than Saquon, but his wide receivers or targets, they're not the best in the world, but they're not the worst. He's got Darren Waller. He's got Paris Campbell, uh, Slayton, Shepard, Robinson. They picked up Jalen Hyatt as well. The downside is, can he do it again? He's got no elite receiver, and potentially Darren Waller could take away some of those rushing touchdowns 
The reason I'm so high on Daniel Jones is he's got Brian Dable uh, calling the offensive plays. He worked with Josh Allen before. I'm not saying Dan Jones is Josh Allen, but if he can get the best out of Dan Jones for a sixth, seventh round pick, I think it's a great pickup. I'll let you two slag me off now. But yeah, you can make the comparison between Dan Jones and Josh Allen. It's like Dan, Dan Jones is Josh Allen if you got Josh Allen off Wish. <laughs> <laughs> um, so are you, are you saying that we should be taking Dan Jones at his average draft position? Uh, yeah, so we should be we should be taking him in the seventh, seven oh three, sixth or seventh round. Yeah, right. as your as your QB two. So he's going. So he's going back to back with Kyler Murray. I assume you'd take him over Kyler Murray. Yes, I w- I would be taking Dan Jones yeah, over Kyler Murray. There is the injury to consider, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, that, which obviously plays a part. He, it's unfair for you I, to get involved because you've been on the Kyler Murray hype. No, I I, three, I I I only have one days. point to make about Daniel Jones. No, so, which is one extended point. But number one, I am not I I am not drafting Daniel Jones because of his rushing ability. We all remember yeah. that rush. So like there's only like I don't even the, have to say anything else. We only we only have to talk we, the Daniel Jones rush, everyone remembers it. I don't need to say anything else. Like I so you know you are not drafting him for his rushing ability. And he had what is apparently a great year last year, his career year, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. It's and not he a threw great for, year. he threw for three thousand yards yeah, this is, and less this is than a touchdown point. a game. This, this is sixteen my games of fifteen touchdowns. Yeah, but, that is not a quarterback that I am drafting in the top he, ten rounds of fantasy. He got in seven touchdowns, uh, rushing touchdowns as well. That's twenty-two. I get your point. Don't get me wrong. This, this is this is this is you know why we're doing this. For me, Dan Jones this year could be slightly better than last year. I'm looking at who's above him. You've got Kyler Murray. You've got Tua, who has constant injury problems. We've got CJ Stroud, who obviously I'm going to back. I'm going to um, because he's a Texans lad. But rookie quarterbacks tend not to be great the first year. There's more upside to the rookie. I get that. But you look at the the names underneath Dan Jones. You're looking at Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, Kenny Pickett, Trey Lance, and then Pete's Geno Smith. The only one that I would consider is Jared Goff. Um, so I think I'd Dan take Jones... Goff over Jones. He's just more explosive. Only at home, <laughs> but he is more. Ex- <laughs> but that's he... it. Like Goff's one of them quarterbacks where I was like, if I could pick him up late, you know, I'd, pi- I'd, pl- I'd, I'd pick him up as like my second or third quarterback just to play him when the, when they're at Ford Field and, but, and rest him. I am not starting point, him away but... at the Chiefs on the opening night. But... Yeah. That's my point with Dan Jones, though. He he is going to be your QB two, potentially three, if you need him. And I would be happy picking him up there. Um, Pete, we're going to talk about your running back next. Who have you got? Uh, so mine's uh, pretty. Well, it's pretty simple for me. This um, Alexander Madison is currently going in dynasty on sleeper in our superflex league as um, RB thirty two behind players like Alvin Kamara, James Cook. Dalvin Cook, who last time I checked didn't have a team, um, Charbonnet, who's second choice for the um, Seahawks, Pacheco, who's second choice for the, the Chiefs, uh, the, the 10, 12 names ahead of him. He's a starting running back now yeah. for one of the most explosive offences in, potentially one of the most expo- uh, explosive offences in the league. And it just, it's it's an obvious pick. And I, I don't get me wrong, he's not going to drop into the 14th round where he's currently going in an eight-team uh, league like ours, but he might like even even as a sort of ninth, tenth round. If you're looking for a third or fourth running back, 
I think Madison's an, an, an easy pick, and I would take him probably. I would take him probably 17th, 18th, 19th, something like that. When you when you look at the list of the people who are going in that in that area, Pierce is 16. I get that. Javante Williams is coming off a really bad injury. He's 17. I'd take him above him. Um, J.K. Dobbins has not been fit for the last few years. I'd take him above him. DeAndre Swift, God knows what's happening with him. I think there's a there's a few there where I would take Madison ahead of him. My so my notes on Madison. Um, last year as a starter, he averaged eighteen point five points. You're taking that. Um, what is he round thirteen? I see him obviously going up a lot higher than that purely because Dalvin Cook's been cut now. If he falls that far, that is a dream. Um, the only downside is we don't fully know how good he's going to be throughout a full season, but that's a risk you're going no, to take as, with anyone. Yeah, as, and as you say, like he's he. What we're looking for is people. I think once you get to this point in fantasy football, what you're looking for is someone who could potentially be great. Yeah, and he's shown that he could potentially be great in the in the starts that he's had. It's a small sample size, but who else are you going to get that potentially that low in the draft? Yeah. So we talked he's, about some of the other names. I, I don't, uh, I, I think don't, four I don't think out, anyone could have an argument with Matt said at that point. Yeah, four out of his uh, three out of his four starts have been over a hundred yard rushing as well. Like it, it, I, I agree with you on this one, Pete. I think it's a good pick up. I, I actually agree with Pete here. Unbelievably. I do agree with Pete, however, I have seen rumours on Twitter that the Vikings are gonna be looking at bringing another running back into the free agency. One of those running backs might actually even be Dalvin Cook. Is what I've seen. They're giving it back yeah. on a reduced contract. I, do, I just I, think I, if they were going to do that, though, wouldn't you have done that? Like, there's there's way to reach. You could have done that without releasing. Unless you unless yeah. you're releasing him and going, you've there's no market depth. there. You just need to see there's no market. You've there. killed that. That well, you've literally got rid. Of it. Like, if you get Calvin Dalvin Cook back, you've just wasted Calvin Duck. Calvin Duck. <laughs> um, but for for me, I I like Matson as a pick at this stage. I think he's a good pickup. Um, there was rumours that the is it the McBride that they picked up? Apparently, he's having a really good OTA, but obviously that's without pads and stuff like that. So we'll see how good he can be um, from there. Uh, Ian, we're going to jump over to you now, and you're running back, please, mate. Yeah, well, I'm going to go with Joe Mixon, Bengals fan, but I do think he's currently undervalued. And um, before I go into this. Just want to put a caveat at the beginning, saying that everything I say at the beginning of my tirade, I want to say <laughs> tirade, we tirade go that far. speech, and um, all of that is subject to change. So everything that I'm going to go into is totally dependent on nothing changing with mixing at the Bengals between now and the start of the season. So as it currently stands, can we all say that? Yeah, why not? <laughs> all right. Why not? Can I say that about Madison and then we go and edit it and put it back in at the beginning of what my yeah, Madison said? Absolutely, you can, yeah. Okay. Sure. So Mixon is currently ranked as the RB10 in PPR leagues. Now, he's going around RB20 mark, which is around the 77, 72nd pick in the draft, which for our 18 league is right at the end of the ninth round, which just so happens to be 9.8 is where I'm drafting. Of all the mocks I've done, Mixon's only, been one, only once been available. 9.8 for me so he is going a lot earlier in mocks so I don't know whether what you're saying is you need to trade up in the ninth round I need to trade up in the ninth just to get mixing yeah I would say you there's need convers- to trade up to nine conversations yeah. to be had there's a conversation to be had after the party why is, is... My phone, why is my phone going on <laughs> I have these offers already ready to send out perfect if we look at last year which was a down year for Mixon, he had 400 less rushing yards 5 less rushing touchdowns 
but he did see an increase in passing targets. He still dominated the backfield with almost 70% of the snap share, which excludes the game against the Steelers where he went off injured. Now Mixon's volume isn't likely to go down, because Samaj P. Ryan, who was the third down back, is now at the Broncos. The Bengals did go out and pick up Chase Brown, and he should become the RB2, ahead of Chris Evans and Travion Williams, but he's not an immediate threat to be taking snaps off Mixon this year. So you can pretty you pretty much guarantee that if Mixon stays with the Bengals, he's going to see a lot of volume, as he always does. In fantasy, last year Mixon averaged 17.1 points a game, which is fantastic. And I know it's skewed by the five-touchdown game against the Panthers. So if you take that game out, and the game against the Steelers where he went off injured, still averages 14.6 points a game, which is very decent considering you're going to get him at an RB20 price. Add that to the fact that the Bengals have now improved their O-line. They spent money, brought Orlando Brown in. Mixon should have a great year with some actual running lanes to target, rather than just running into a brick wall up front. Now for the downsides. This year, Mixon's taken up $12.8 million in cap space, which, in a year where the Bengals are trying to give deals to Joe Burrow and T. Higgins, it's not ideal for the back office, especially when he's just come off a down year. So he's not really in a decent position to be bargaining he's with He's going to be on the team, though. Well, he should be on the team, yeah. So he's, he's going to he's going to depend now on whether Mixon takes a pay cut. And Jamar Chase the year after. And Jamar Chase is due a deal the year after, yeah. Now, Zach Taylor said that Mixon will be staying with the Bengals, but if Mixon refuses to take a pay cut, what's the temptation going to be like for the Bengals to go out, cut Mixon, pick up Dalvin Cup, Fournette, Kareem Hunt, Zeke Elliott, who will all get, will get, that, will get all of them for a lot cheaper than 12.8 mil. The thing to argue back there is, and is out of those running backs that you mentioned, probably Joe Mixon barring Dalvin Cook is the only one that you'd take. Joe Joe Mixon is is if if he is caught, him and Dalvin Cook are a a level above the rest of them. I would take Joe Mixon Dalvin Cook even uh, from uh NFL standpoint and from a fantasy football standpoint, I'd take them over them. The problem with Mixon is exactly as you said, right now we don't know his future. There's obviously the possible of possibility of a suspension. Yep. He's a possible cut candidate yeah. um, because of the cap or the cap hit that he's got. He, he has a risk, him. but if they're not cutting him, there's just no way they're going to cut him. He's he, too good to cut. He, he is too good to cut, and that's what makes him fall into what end of round nine. Yeah, nine point eight is going up. Yeah, makes him a good pick. man leagues. Yeah, it, for me, I I agree with both of both of these running backs. I think they're they're really good running backs. Well, if, you, if you're drafting over the next couple of weeks and Mixon's on the board at 9.8... Take him. Take him. Yeah. Take him and hope that all of this off-field stuff I, works I in your no. favour. I think if you're playing in, in the format that we're playing, take him as long as you've got... All depending on who one. you've got before that. Yeah. Like, if, you, if you've managed to pick up a Bijan Robinson, Jamar Gibbs... Someone who's a little CMC. bit younger that's gonna that's gonna get you through a few years. Bruce but if your if your running back room looks um, reads CMC and Eckler, and and then you you want to go and add mix into it, it you you could potentially have a really really good year. But next year you next year you've got some work to do in terms yeah. of you know what your running back room looks like. Yeah, and if you if you're drafting the week before the season starts and all this off field stuff's gone away for mixing, you will not be going at nine point eight. No. We're gonna move on to my running back. And this one is a late seventh round, early eighth. I think this is way too low. Um, my running back is Tony Pollard of the Cowboys. Last year, oh, that Tony Pollard, yeah, that yeah. one. Uh, last year, RB eight, and that was sharing uh, running back duties with Zeke Elliott, who is no longer there. 
Zeke took pretty much all of the the goal line. He became uh, the the goal line sort of get it through type of thing and stole a lot of touchdowns from him. Not only is he really good in the run, he has improved massively in the passing game. Um, he's 26 years old, so he's still fairly young. And then you look at the... It's kind of similar to, to mixing in the, the aspect of you look at the RB2 and the RB3 and there's no one... Like, Deuce Vaughn may be a, a good player. Uh, we don't really know because he's a rookie. But we've, we've all seen Ron, uh, Ronald Jones... Is not a great RB two last year. 193 carries, and that's on a on a share. So that may go up a little bit. 55 receptions. He was averaging seven yards per reception. Um, there's rumours that his injury isn't the worst in the world, and he's going to be back for training camp. If you have a running back before him, potentially two running backs, it's a steal uh, at the early eighth round for me. Downside is Cowboys are a passing offense. It's it, 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 it's a thing Dak throws the ball a lot. Um, he is, he is coming back from a serious injury as well. It can take a little bit of time to come back from those injuries. We've seen that with uh, the uh, other players. But I think if you're getting Tony Pollard late seventh, early eighth, I think that's a steal. Yeah, well, I've I've seen reports saying that Tony Pollard might not be fit for the start of the season. So if that's going to be the case. There's no timeline on when he might be back. Are the Cowboys just going to roll with Ronald Jones and Malik Davis and Deuce Vaughn for the start of the season? Or will they pick up an RB1 from free agency, which totally diminishes any value you're talking about with Pollard? But out of those running backs, there is only... I I, I think Tony Pollard is a better running back than the, the running backs that are in free agency right now. Is... I agree, but they could bring someone in and they grab the ball by the horns and make the backfield their own. But there's rumors that so the rumor is that Zeke is the one that they want back because he's been <laughs> he's been working out with that Prescott and things like that. I mean, if Zeke comes back, Tony Pollard has already knocked him out once. Now Zeke is a year older. Looking at the videos of him, he looks absolutely atrocious for a, an NFL standard. I, I, I see your point, Ian, but I think they're paying him ten million dollars for one year, Pollard, like. They're gonna and they're gonna do what the Cowboys do, and they're gonna give him as like they're gonna give him the ball as much as humanly possible. They're yeah. gonna work him into the ground and ruin him for anybody else moving forward. And all right, if he's I get he might be he might be injured for a couple of weeks at the start of the season, but as soon as he's back, I just can't see them going out and spending what they need to spend. My only problem, my only issue with Pollard, because I agree with with everything you've said to a certain extent. My only issue with Pollard is I liked Kellen Moore and I thought he was a good OC. Yeah. And I don't trust Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy at yeah. all. No, I, I just do not trust him. And, and uh, I think that was what went, went, went wrong in Green Bay. And I think that's what's going to go wrong for him at the Cowboys. And it's like, he's it's kind of like, I'm, I'm probably got one more year. So I'm, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down swinging. Mm. And I don't know whether that helps us from a drafting Tony Pollard point of view. Yeah, I, I agree. And But like I, like I said, if you're picking him up in the early eight, um, you know it, it's a bit of a great pickup. Yeah. I and that's that's what we're we're talking about. We're going to move on to the wide receivers next. Uh, Pete, who have you got for that? Uh, so wide receiver, I have gone with uh, Chris Godwin. Um, now the obvious thing that you're all going to shout at me is he, he hasn't got a quarterback, <laughs> and, and I would agree with that. He doesn't have a quarterback. Um, 
But I don't think I think Tom Brady was on a decline last year, um, and, and he still put up good numbers. Um, he's shown that he can do it before Tom Brady turned up in Tampa with dodgy quarterback play. Whoa, whoa, and, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> I'm not having that. Jameson, Jameson, Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston. He, he was either 500 yards or five interceptions. But this, like, so this is so we can all have it. We can all have a laugh at Baker Mayfield and go, he's not, he, he's not great. He's not, and he probably won't be great. He'll have one year. He probably won't even have one year. He'll have about six games, and then he'll have like ruined it for himself. And somebody else will come in. Kyle uh, Trask will come in. <laughs> and um, but any any team in the NFL is going to score points. Any team is going to throw the ball. It's like, and you've got to throw the ball to someone. And you've got two very good wide receivers there in Mike yeah. Evans and Chris Godwin. And one of them spends his time running up and down the sideline, uh, attempting difficult catches uh, that are going out, them. They, that are going out of play. And the other one runs ten yards, turns around, and stands there and, and asks for the ball. And even in a half PPR league. Chris Godwin is going to get peppered with targets in this offense, and and where he's going at the moment, he keeps just keeps dropping down. He's wide receiver thirty one. He's behind some. I mean, he's behind players like um, Pickens, Burks, uh, Jameson Williams, who's suspended again. Um, you know, this he's in and around Trey Flowers. We don't know what he's all about. Jahan Dotson, um, Marquise Hollywood Brown, who just fails to um, deliver on his potential year after year. And I just kind of think he's proven he can do it. He does have a little bit of a specky injury record, and I get that. But a wide receiver 31 in our league, that puts him at uh, start of the 10th round. It's like, by that point, you're going to have three wide receivers. It's like, can you get more reliable than a Chris Godwin, who's still only 26? He's got years in him. Tyler Lockett. I don't know, three touchdowns last year. Yeah. Doesn't exactly fill me with confidence. Yeah, because Tom Brady was cooked. So... There, there is there is a few things that I would like bake a bake. Oh, my <laughs> oh wow! So can I can I go first? I tried, not to, I, I tried not to do that. But... Can I go first on the Baker Mayfield stuff? Yeah, I'm I'm not even. We're I'm not talking about gonna, Baker yeah. Mayfield. We're talking I'm about Chris Godwin. Gonna, it directly affects Chris Godwin. I'm going to stick up for Godwin and say uh, three. He's 27. His... Sorry, not 26. I got that wrong. Yeah, he's three of his last four years have been a thousand yard seasons. Granted, last year was his. Uh, second worst, um, and it's yeah, it only three TDs. He is sharing the workload with Mike Evans, so yeah, I'll hand over to Ian. Who's Mike just Evans is getting paid off. thirteen million this year. So you tell me who the wide receiver one is in this offense. So he's wide yeah. receiver two with a bad QB. Like, Baker Mayfield used uses the checkdown more than any other QB. So who's getting the ball in the who's getting the ball in the offense here? Rashard White. He's the, only, he's the only player I'm interested in taking from the books this year. I'll be honest, I'm not interested in any of them since Brady's retired. I said if I'd take any of them. If I'd take any of them, it'd be Rashad White. Mm-hmm. May, Baker Mayfield averages 3.5 uh, yards per attempt. My- he's ranked 59th out of all current NFL quarterbacks in air yards per attempt. I just think... So who's it, getting the ball? Who's getting the ball it, in this Bucks offense? It, 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 he's it, not Chris Godwin Pete, 10 yards downfield yeah. asking for it. Pete's point it's Rashad White is, four yards away. Pete's point is kind of valid, though, in the fact that Godwin is proven, and that if with any if, other quarterback that isn't named Baker Mayfield, yeah, but if he he's is not full, that bad, though, is he? he he's, he's shown he's, he's shown okay. moments. Last year, he was taking reps at D line. He said he had, he a, taking, he he had taking, a couple of games. He had a couple of games for the Rams. He was taking training reps. <laughs> In, yeah. the, in the defensive he line, had a, he had a couple. So of, he had a couple of games. How, how valuable he is as a QB? I'm not. I, I, I did not come on tonight to 
argues the argue that Baker Mayfield was a good quarterback. But yeah. I just don't like. And if you're playing at that level, he is going to complete twenty passes a week. Like probably, like on average, <laughs> he's going to complete twenty passes a week. They're going to have to In throw. Them. They're going to be losing. They're going to have to throw the ball. Checking it down to Rashad White every time is not going to work. Like. And if you're twenty points down, that's definitely not going to work. He's going to have to force it, and he's you know that's. that's I know what how happens he, when you're forcing yeah, it. Yeah, he, he throws interceptions and stuff, but in and amongst that, you know, Chris Godwin. I think there's potential there for Chris Godwin to be. And I'm not saying. I mean, he's going as wide receiver thirty-one. I'm saying he's got a few good years left in him yet. Sure. All right, he's going to have some dodgy. He's going to have some dodgy QB play this but year. It could but, be one year, but, though. But yeah, it could be one year. It could, it could have be some six good, weeks. It could be, you could have a really good rookie or a good vet next year. And then, you know, you, you don't know what you're getting from that. And I think even this year, you're probably going to have to ride it out a little bit. But it wouldn't, you cannot tell me it would shock you if he finishes in the top 20 as a wide receiver. It wouldn't shock me. Well, However, I wouldn't be comfortable taking him as ADP. Are you... I'd have to take him lower than the 10th. He's not going to get there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, fair play to you. If you want him, you can have him. Do you want to trade up for him? No, no. <laughs> I've got no, I've got no desire to move to get him. But if you're all that down on him, then he falls to me. I will take him. I'm going to end this one here and say, Ian, who's your wide receiver this uh, for this pick? You're going to end it and say, Ian, who's? <laughs> yeah, right, fair enough. My uh, my wide receiver is Calvin Ridley, and I think this is really interesting. Who? Sorry, what? Exactly. Who does he play for? <laughs> when was the last time he took a snap in the NFL? Well, this is why it's an interesting <laughs> choice. It's a discussion point, isn't it? We can't discuss his current ranking seriously. He's, he's currently ranked as the 906th wide receiver. But his average draft position is actually at 65, which is 5,483 <laughs> positions higher than his overall ranking. Overall ranking from what, last year? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> when I he mean, didn't play a snap. He's going massively above his overall ranking. Yeah. I'm gonna say he got the same stats as us last year for receptions. <laughs> yeah. So you to get like to get an accurate picture of what Ridley's capable of, go back to the four years he's been at the Falcons, where you know he's averaging eight point two targets a game. He was scoring touchdowns at a rate that in today's game would equate to nine point two touchdowns a season. So you want yeah, yeah, you get your eight, nine targets, and then you get a touchdown well, you get ten touchdowns a year. But if we plug Ridley now into this very good Jags offense, Trevor Lawrence is his QB. His his comeback year could be unreal. Okay. And let's face it, like, we all love a good comeback, don't we? Especially when you get him for cheap in the draft. Yeah. Bonus with Ridley as well, though, is because he's had a year off. There's going to be no niggling injuries, barring anything horrific happening in training camp. And he has said that his past mental health issues are said to be behind him as well. Because he and used to suffer from anxiety, didn't he? Yeah, and that's After a really good thing into. for yeah, him. Because if they weren't, that's what he'd say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no. I'm, I'm all right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so, not all right. So, so on this pick, this is when I saw this pick, I thought actually there's there is a bit to discuss here. Calvin Ridley on his upside w- was fantastic. So in 2020, I think that was his best year. He was averaging 15.8 points a game. In 2021, it was uh, the sort of where he came to, where he took some time out to focus on himself. Um, there was obviously a big drop there. He went down to 11.1. I 100% agree with you in the fact that in this Jags offense, he could be frightening. Well, this is the thing. Like, he's, he's currently going. I completely disagree. Really? Yeah. He, he could, he he's could com- be he's brilliant. Going, or he's, he's, going, he's going in the ninth round. 
In eight man leagues, he's going as, as a nine he, nine point two. I'll tell you why I disagree. One, he's not played a game for two years. Like that that you, you talk about a comeback year, he is not going into that team and just hitting the ground running. No, it's not gonna happen. It, that doesn't happen. And, and aside from yeah. that, aside from Doug that Peterson said he is. <laughs> well, Zeno. Uh aside from that, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence <laughs> built up a so Trevor Lawrence Great. got better and better last year and yeah. built up a really good rapport with Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram. And you are not telling me that they're going to start the year and start forcing the ball to Calvin Ridley because you've got two players there who they trust. You're not forcing, you just got no. you're spreading no, it more. You, you know, but you don't need to. But you don't need to. You're already spreading it out. You've got them two. You've Lawrence got Etienne, who by all accounts is going to have an amazing year. You've got. E- I'm all in on Etienne. Yeah, we, we know you're all know in you're on Etienne. Etienne. But like, I, th- I just think they've got so much talent there. They are the best team in that division. They're 100%. going to be good. I, I, I just don't see where his big numbers come from. I'm not saying he might be all right, but I, he, he's he's probably going to be a wide receiver three. Like, I think oh, he's no, better yeah. than that. He's, he's better. He's better than say. He's, he's, he's definitely at least wide receiver he's, two over Zay Jones. He's going. He's going. Uh, he's going he's, wide receiver twenty six. And I and, and, and all right, it's different for Dynasty because you know we're not just talking about this year. But I cannot see him finishing in the top twenty. And I would well, not take him over Godwin. Who, I, I, by the I, way, I think... who, by the way, is younger than Calvin Ridley. We're not right. going to go on to Godwin again. So Where is his QB at this point. I'm going to bring. He doesn't in... need one. He's got. He can take a year out oh, and right. still be the same age as Calvin Ridley. I'm going to have to s- separate you move. two in a second. We're going to move swiftly on uh, to my pick. Uh, my pick. This should be fun. It, it is going to be fun and does fall under the same thing as Pete's um, pick of Godwin. My pick's Terry McLaurin. Um, he is currently going... I thought this was going to be fun. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Um, so, he's currently going uh, the 9.6. Um, so, end of the ninth round. I've actually picked him up twice in the 11th round. Last year, he had Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz as his QBs. And he was wide receiver 14, I think he was. Uh, wide receiver 14 yeah. last year. because yeah, he got spammed. Heineke spammed him. That's fine. I'm okay with that. He, he, he This is a, a really bold statement, but he kind of reminds me a little bit of DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, in, my God. You <laughs> not just said that. In, in the regards of, no I matter what I, I quarterback. We should just end this now. Hear me out first. Hear me out first. It's not that DeAndre Hopkins is a way better player. I will always say that. I'm glad, I'm glad, you, but, I'm glad you clarified that. You heard it here first, guys. But McLaurin always gets targets, always gets catches and everything like that, no matter who is throwing him the ball. His quarterback situation for the last few years has been atrocious. He and has it's had... still atrocious. It's still atrocious. It, it is still atrocious. But, again, <laughs> Washington could be a team that is not great this year, similar to uh, the Cardinals. They could end up being quite a high draft pick next year, and all of a sudden... McLaurin might have a quarterback. The other side of it. So you're picking McLaurin now this year for next year. I'm picking McLaurin anyway. No, I'm picking McLaurin anyway. The guy was uh, ranked, I think, 32 last year. Finished as wide receiver 14. He he's a he is a good receiver. He's a a solid offense. Yeah, that was his best year. Yeah, that's as well as he's ever done. With Carson Wentz, who got cut halfway through. 
and it bought eight. But, the, but, the, the, but this is the point. Taylor like, Heineken. he's not getting any better, is it? Like, it, he's he's not get, he's not having a, he's not having a better year than that this we, year. We don't know what Sam Howell is though. Is it, it is Sam Howell? Or yeah. Yeah, uh, we yeah, do Sam know Howell. what we do know what J- Jacoby Brissett is. Is well, that's the thing. If Brissett's on the field, then you know for a fact he's McLaurin a third one. The ball. Yeah, he, he's definitely a, a QB run. But the <laughs> also the other thing with McLaurin is. Washington, and I know we're going into all kinds of things here, but Washington's cap space isn't the best, and he is a potential cut candidate because it, depending on how Chase Young does this year, they might have to pay Chase Young. I think, if I remember right, they're one of the top paying defensive they're not lines. He's well, like the only him, player they've got, well, they, they <laughs> which is paid... the, the only positive to your argument. Yeah, yeah. Is, other than Jahan Dotson, who I think could be good, yeah. he's going into year two. Okay, Samuel. Curtis, Sam, Curtis Samuel, I, see, I would pick McLaurin over Samuel all day. Well, yeah, because obviously McLaurin is the wide receiver one. He's not. Last year, I mean, he, it's stats-wise, yeah, but last year, everyone was saying Samuel was going to be wide receiver one there, well, and he wasn't. McLaurin, McLaurin was wide receiver him. one. I, I think if you're getting McLaurin... So it, you're, take, it, you're, you're taking the wide round, receiver one? If, if you're 10th round, it's picking up a wide receiver, wide receiver three or four, and you need a steady wide receiver. He's only 26 years old as well. I think Terry McLaurin is a great pickup. Similar to kind of what Pete was going on about with Baker and everything like that, that's why I'm going with him. I want wide receivers who could potentially win me a week, and you win weeks with touchdowns or big plays. So why are you picking Mc, Godwin, who Mc, had three Mc, touchdowns Mc, last because year? He, because he had a bad year last year. Ooh, but, but McLa- McLaurin, McLaurin's last three years read four five five. So just just to clarify, he got more touchdowns than Godwin yeah, last did last year. He did, yeah, yeah. But uh, that, I'd, I'd be interested to see. Pete. Is, what I'm saying is, he's never in the last three years. He's never got over five touchdowns. If if you're offering me wide receiver fourteen in round ten, I am taking that. He's not going in the tenth. He's going in the ninth. He's going nine point six. But as I, I mentioned earlier, I've twice I've picked him up in I round just, eleven. Uh, like he had, he had the the worry for me would be that for four, five, six weeks of last year. How him, him and Heineke really hit it off, and and I, know, it, I tried and, to trade you for him. Yeah, back. and he and he did and he did really well, and that was it. That was his that was his season in a nutshell. Yeah, he, he just if he really hits it off with Sam Howell and Sam Howell's quite good, then yeah, he might return. But then you are at that. You, that's that is the ceiling. The ceiling is he's going to be wide receiver fourteen again. But and I just don't think at, at, if, you, if rate, you offer me a wide receiver fourteen as my third or fourth receiver, that is a great pick. It it is. But, but we're talking. That, that's what we're saying, though. This it, is what it this is. is. It's a way. bargain pickup. It is in one way, but it's like that's. Would you rather have him? Or would you rather go for somebody who could potentially be a top ten, top five wide receiver in the future? But you just keep filling your. If you just keep filling your roster with people like Terry McLaurin, you're not going to win anything. Which I'm all right with because I'm playing against you. But I'm just <laughs> saying you're not going to. You're not going to win with Terry McLaurin. But, but if I have two younger receivers going in Terry McLaurin is a great pickup. Yeah. it depends on your draft if you, strategy if you pick up any wide receiver one from any team you expect them to have multiple 20 points plus game weeks McLaurin, the season McLaurin, McLaurin got... had one 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 game last year where he scored over 20 points in PPR he did it was against the Giants I've checked it yeah I just I, I... You, you expect more from a wide receiver one you expect more but twenty plus. I have said he's games. not. He's not going to be a wide receiver. One. He's going to be a wide receiver three. He's going to be a steady wide receiver. That so will you're, you're going to take a points. wide receiver three in the tenth round. Depending on you're my strategy, take, you're going to take yeah. Dotson and Samuel above him then. 
No. So you're going to take the wide receiver three? No, as in as in the wide receiver three on my fantasy team. He will be oh, the wide you. receiver three. Got you. Three, maybe that's four. Why thought, uh, that's why I thought it sounded crazy. Sorry. No, no. <laughs> right. We'll wrap this one up anyway. I personally think all nine picks there, they've got upside and downside to them all. Um, I know you've gone into the Terry McLaurin thing a little bit, but like I said, there's upsides to all nine picks there. I don't think um, it's a bad. I don't think Terry's a bad pick. No. A terrible pick. I mean, I just think he's a bit. I think he's just think it's a bit dull. Just yeah. a bit meh. So we're going to finish this week with a little bit of fun. So are we? What we've said is <laughs> this the, is new. Yeah. At the end. At the end of uh, the podcast, we're going to get one of us to do a trade, keep. And release scenario. Pete, you're, you've come up with it this week. Who have you got for us? This week, I thought we would start with comparing three running backs. Um, and the three running backs that I've got are going 9, 10, and 11 in Dynasty rankings as ours at the moment. So I will give you the three. You've got to pick one to keep, one to trade away, and one to cut completely. Your three are Travis Etienne, Josh Jacobs, and Najee Harris. Go on, hey. This is my H kick oh, no. H kick us off with who you're gonna keep out of those three. Etn, not even isn't it, for for me. It's not a debate. Um, I like Etn's well, upside. For, for us, it kind of is. <laughs> no, and and I know, I know. I think that I can make this decision quite comfortably. So for me, I'm gonna keep Etn. I'm gonna trade Jacobs, and I'm gonna release Najee Harris. The reasons for it is I think with Jacksonville they. They have a really good offense. I think ETM may get some holes because of how good Trevor Lawrence is. Jacobs last year is coming off a really good season. Uh, he had three or four games where he literally won you a fantasy week. Najee Harris was, wasn't was great last year. Um, I think he started to pick up a little bit towards the end of the season, but he was so slow starting the season that I... It's I, not his fault, though. He plays for a terrible team. He, he plays for a terrible offense. Um, the quarterback isn't great. For me, it's, it's an easy drop of Najee Harris. It's close between Etienne and Jacobs, but for me, I think the upside to Etienne is better than Jacobs. Um, I think Jacobs this, this, just this is ridiculous. I just, I just think that Jacobs, it, if if you take away his, his three or four really good weeks, that's why. <laughs> But but I, I did clearly state that Mahomes Mahomes lad, if you take away all of his passing touchdowns, no, he's, he's I did terrible. clearly state with with Jacobs he will win you three or four games. I think me and you had the conversation last year, Ian, where you said I think it was week week three or four where you went against Jacobs and you sent me a message saying I can't believe Jacobs has scored 40 points against me this week and he's cost me the, the win but and then, and Josh, then did he consistently throughout the rest of the season Josh, Josh yeah Josh Jacobs <laughs> yeah I would trade I would trade him only because I believe in ETN this year I think he's going to come a, come a lot become a lot better this year I think his fantasy value is going to go up he's younger than Jacobs so I'm keeping him uh, I'm going to trade Jacobs because I think he's an easy person to trade. You can get some yeah, decent value. Yeah, everyone wants it. And then I'm I think your your only house. argument for being right there is that you might get a good money for Jacobs because he's the best player of the three. That's your opinion. <laughs> so, 
Anyway, yeah. Ian, Ian go, on, go on, Ian. Give us the counter-argument. Well, the counter-argument is I will be dropping ETN, nice. I will be trading Najee Harris, and I will be keeping Josh Jacobs. There's three running backs there. One of them is in a full-time timeshare backfield, and that's Travis ETN. He was in a timeshare backfield last year. He's in a timeshare backfield this year. And Doug Peterson said he's going to go out and he's going to play less this year because... Don't believe it. Tam Bigsby and Dernish Johnson are going to pick up more reps than what he gave away to James Robinson at the, at the beginning of the season. So ETN will be taking on less work, he's less upside, but and he's unproven. ETN already beat out James Robinson, who had a hundred results. ETN took out James Robinson, who had a rushing year of over a thousand yards, and ETN was the better player. That's what I, I understand your argument. I get it. I but don't for, think you do. But for me, I'm I'm high on ETN. I've said it. Bef- I've said it before. There's I've, definitely yeah. a podcast yeah. bet there, building yeah. up here. There, there there's is, a, there's there an is. ETN versus yeah. Jacobs that bet. That was me thinking this week was my go. We need to have a Go some on. sort of wager. Carry we need to think about it. We need to think about how this works. But I think we should because um, this is going to go on for this is going to go on all season. Why well, I, I don't understand so. why you trade the RB three. I think we need to wrap this up because it's going to go on. It, it's literally going to go on all yeah. season. Yeah, we're never. You're never going to agree. We've got Jacobs on one side, ETN on the other. Yeah, no Pete. one's no one's picking Najee Harris. Pete? I would trade Najee Harris. Yeah, well, you're oh, obviously to, going to, Jacobs to, to a Steelers fan. You want me to answer it as well? Yeah. I would. I would. You're going to go the the Jacobs one. I yeah. Said I, I would. I would keep Jacobs because I think he's potentially explosive again. Um, and I don't think either. If, if you're looking to win your league, again, it all depends what position you're in. But if you're looking to like us, if you're looking to win a league and you've just started. I think Jacobs is the one that could win you in the league. So Depends if he turns up to play with the franchise tag as well. That, that's that's the easy option for me. Well, There's rumours of his contract, um, contract and then talks on going now. If though, I was so. trading, that, I mean, obviously, the obvious thing to do would be to trade ETN to you. So <laughs> like, that, that is the, the, the easy option. For Josh out. Jacobs. Yeah, yeah, for jo- and then, you, you could keep Najee Harris. <laughs> yeah, and then take, you yeah, could cut take. Josh Jacobs, let each pick Josh Jacobs up, and then trade ETN. Yeah, and then I would unfortunately caught Najee Harris who I quite like Najee Harris I think he's I, good I like. I, do, I think he's got plenty of potential I do like despite, him despite despite playing for a terrible team yeah, so. I do like him but if you're asking me who am I going to who am I going to drop it's going to be him out of those three I, I don't mind Najee Harris I had him last year I drafted him last year I did regret it yeah, he was a letdown last year. I expected far better from him, and it didn't quite work. Well, he's out. supposed to be taking less reps this year as well. They always say that. Steelers are one side where it's like they just have a, a bell just cow and they just go with it. Yeah. yeah. That wraps up week two of the Jefferson My Drink podcast. Uh, join us next week where we're going to do a live mock draft. Um, so that's going to be quite fun. We're, then after it, we're going to review the teams. Probably have a little chat as well, and then uh, Ian will probably uh, tear into me because I've drafted. You took Tra- in the fifth. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> yeah. drafting Travis Etienne. Thanks so much for listening, and join us next week. <laughs>